he was asking like is there any actual value to when they do a flip and like the ball touches the ground for a throw in and i was like no it just looks really cool welcome to spinsters a podcast where it's not an all-star game if we're not a part of it i'm jordan that's Haley. today we are joined by shawnee a hilarious personality on nba twitter um, she is also a host of the Bonnet Gang podcast and the amazing committee on Twitter. If you guys don't know who the committee is, you need to follow them all on Twitter. They have amazing WNBA Twitter spaces. They have watch parties. They're the bomb. You just got to follow them. Um, make sure to follow Shawnee at natural underscore wonder. And we have an amazing conversation today. After the break, us and Shawnee. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed's doing something no other job site has done. Now with Indeed, businesses only pay for quality applications matching the sponsored job description. Visit indeed.com slash to start hiring now. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you see that Brittany Griner sent a letter to Joe Biden? Mm-hmm. Yes, it was heartbreaking. I know that letter itself was so fucking sad and scary. And it's really um, sad. I'm like, I get that that's who you would send it to for to get public attention. And then also like he is, in theory, the most influential. But <laughs> Jesus Christ, that man's not he can't do anything like he does he's not able to pull off anything he just, he just fell off a bike like he just fell off a bike yeah and people like his team was like it's actually very normal for presidents <laughs> to fall off bikes um hmm, here's some yeah. times that it's happened presidents fall all the time so don't worry about it he's totally fine and alive definitely not dead yet William Taft <laughs> definitely fell off the first part. Okay? <laughs> yeah. oh. It's just, I don't know, it's weird. I don't want to go full, like, third-eye conspiracy theory, but it feels like they told us to keep quiet at first so they could, like, sweep this under the rug, and that's kind of the infuriating mm. part. Yeah, I was oh, just thinking really about point. that. You know what, I, because I, it did make sense. Like, oh, this is a sensitive thing, escalating it too fast could put it in a bad position. I think we've seen that before with a lot of issues and and sensitive subjects and just when uh, the powers that be kind of have like are fast to act in a negative way. And I guess that's Mm -hmm. how you describe like Putin. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But then they didn't yeah. do anything. Then nothing like, happened. Like so then nothing happened. And then her, uh, Brittany Griner's wife did the opposite and went on every major network and started talking and bringing more light to it. Mm-hmm. And she said it was because she was advised to do that. So I'm like, okay, we're getting opposite signals right. here. Are we supposed to keep quiet or are you supposed to go out and talk more? But from this letter coming directly from Brittany Griner... And her just saying, you know, it's the 4th of July and this holiday meant mm-hmm. something different when I was actually free. It was so heartbreaking. And her saying she misses her wife. She misses her teammates. Um, she said she'd never voted before. But in 2020, she voted for Joe Biden. And so she's hoping that that can 
help in some way that she actually <laughs> voted for this. Um, it was really sad, but it was also at the same time nice to hear in her words because this whole time we've just been saying she's quote unquote doing okay. She's doing well. And we haven't been able to actually hear from Britney. So that was the silver lining and in, in all of that for me. And then it's like, that was low key a lot because that part where she was like, it's hit me that I could be in here forever. Like that shook me. Yeah. Like, she's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> And it's understandable. So, like, telling her, like, yeah, she's in good spirits. She's in good spirits. Like, ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, like this, this whole thing sounds sus. Yeah, it does. I just don't have any faith in them. When I saw when the part where she was like, I voted for the first time when I voted for you. I was like, if we stay in line with everything else that has happened recently, Nancy Pelosi is going to be like, if you want to get out, Brittany Griner, just vote again. <laughs> like your life depends yeah, on exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Like midterms are coming up. Yeah. Also, can we get fifteen dollars towards the campaign? I'm sorry to be asking you this. Like, sorry to be right, asking, man. but I really need it. Yeah, that email was ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> I hope that some. I hope that they change. This is the one thing that they accomplish. <laughs> yeah. <I hope> Getting <laughs> Brittany Reiner the fuck home. That'd Please. be amazing. But Please. yeah, that was bleak. <sighs> um, I hope that she can get someone more effective to help soon because that's the thing i don't really have any faith in anybody involved right now because her like the person that was speaking on her behalf had a bad haircut and i i'm sorry i judged that way like i can't take you seriously as a lawyer or an official i I don't trust the w or the nba because it's like why isn't the nba doing more to kind of leverage the situation like you're a billion dollar industry like international industry like you pride yourself on being international what was it this all-stars had like them or was it all nba or all-stars had a bunch of international players and they were touting it okay so (laughs) yeah yeah do something yeah you know like you i don't expect the w to have to like protest and boycott every single time something happens because that's not fair to them but it's like the nba again you have more leverage use it yeah Mm -hmm. exactly i'm with you Free BG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Till it's backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess let's talk about the Phoenix stuff now. Now we're in W land. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what happened. Them. I was moving all weekend. It was very stressful. Elfie got out three times. Well, it kind of goes it kind of goes back a little bit of everything that's going on with the Mercury. But again, it's this is Brittany Griner's team that she's on. So you give them kind of a pass because they have this dark cloud over them of missing BG and not having her on physically on the court. So everything mm. with their preseason ranks and everything, it's like everyone was expecting Brittany Griner to be there. She is an all-star. She's an amazing, she's a superstar. So besides their record and everything, they have a new coach and they had Tina Charles, who is also a MV, former MVP, an all-star. She, um, what was that, last week, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. she just threw up the deuces and was like, I'm out. And they called it a contract divorce, which I've never weird. Yeah. <laughs> heard that before <laughs> in basketball. <laughs> and they divorced. And she just left and then was on Seattle Storm, like, 
the next day. She's like, I'm trying to win a championship. Y'all are losers. Basically, she just <laughs> yes, but but she just was like, y'all losing that. too much. Uh, good luck. I don't like this new coach. Bye. And then she was coming off the bench. She had a pep in her step. She was so happy. Like the next day, I don't see how. Contract divorce. Was this release written by her or by the team? The team. It was. Well, yeah, like that was the, how it was officially reported as a contract divorce. And I was like, well, who filed? <laughs> yeah. What happened? What's what's going on here? Is there counseling involved? All right. And she signed a one-year deal. So she was like fed up. She couldn't even get to the all-star break. That. And it's like, it kind of goes beyond. 90-day fiance, Jordan. Yeah. It's, it's just an this. They couldn't even make it. I know. Just annul it. It's not even a Yeah, annul it. Exactly. That's just so weird. Why wouldn't they just say mutually parted ways? Or released her or we're trading her. Like, just, you know, the usual terms. I don't know why they had to be weird with it. But it's like, it's been something up with that team all season. Because you start with, uh, you know, somebody told somebody else. And it was reported on Twitter that a rookie just left training camp. And just mm-hmm. dip. And then it comes out later mm-hmm. that like she got into nursing school. So she was like, I want to pursue other things, yada, yada, yada. Like, I'm good. And it's like, all right, cool. Congratulations. Then you get the Skylar DT beef, like in broad daylight in the middle of the game. Then you get Tina Charles just getting out. And then you get Nygaard sticking her foot in her mouth again. And it's that team is a mess. Yeah, yeah. Not- Let's talk about that part. So Diana Taurasi doesn't make the all-star team, right? So all the the starters come out, reserves come out. Diana Taurasi doesn't make the all-star team. Their head coach of the Phoenix Mercury goes in a press conference and she's like, if Diana Taurasi is not on an all-star team, then it's not even an all-star game. Like, it's just a regular all-star game. It doesn't even matter. That's basically what she says. Skylar Diggins, her player. Starting guards. (laughs) is on the all-star team and Skylar Diggins quote tweets that video and just puts a clown emoji and left it up like it did not delete it she (laughs) left it up everyone was like okay is she's definitely calling her coach a clown (laughs) or is she saying like everyone who's thinking that Diana Taurasi is not an all-star is a clown. That's way further reach. She definitely was called definitely. Coach a clown. <laughs> Sent oh. the W Twitter in a frenzy by one clown emoji. Can you guys tell me why, what the disagreement was from the start with her and Diana Taurasi that day? Because I remember the clip you're talking about where they're on the bench and she's, like, you can tell she's hyping herself up for it a little bit. She's, yes. like, walking back and forth, like, kind of convincing herself. I'm like, I'm going to do it. it. I'm finally going to talk to her. And then yes. she goes over there. And I'm like, I would have folded the minute I had eye contact with Diana Taurasi. Yes. I would have immediately turned back around. Woo. I what was that about? We, we no, don't know. Because don't so know. the Mercury, ever since the finals, they've gotten away with just being able to not do media availability whenever they feel like it. And people just kind of let it rock. So we never really saw what happened there. But we do know that Skylar Diggins-Smith gets on Twitter that night and was like, I'm comfortable being the villain. From her locked account. Yes, I screenshot so, you that. Know, you know, <laughs> nothing Skylar says Diggins villain. Is, she tweeting these things out here. <laughs> but like from afraid. a locked account. 
she was saying i'm comfortable being a villain from a locked account like i don't yeah. know that's like the joker wearing a mask or something and like not letting us know it's him i like you can't really be the villain if we can't see the tweet if you can't have a pen people, name yeah exactly like, like, you have to be yourself please i think she deleted that one too but i i screenshot that it, it, and it was it another was one too good so she's saying, like, I'm comfortable being the villain. She's, like, going off that night and then, like, deleting tweets. And I'm, like, are you really comfortable being the villain here? Like, let's, let's think about this. She did not delete the clown one, though. So she's... No, she's moving, I don't stand on that. Yeah. She's moving into her villain yeah. ways. We're and was that unlocked? In. Uh, she's I unlocked blocked, at that actually, point? So. You have her blocked. You got after like you got blocked or, sh- or i got blocked her because <laughs> so people were kind of like okay so remember when she took the break right so she's out for like two three games and yes. everybody was like nightguard goes into the press conference and was like yeah i spoke to skylar today and she sounded terrible like she's sick and i was like it reminded me of mean girls like i can't i'm sick <laughs> it was so, right after the fight yes right after, that was right after the tussle so and then was she like, was out yeah yeah okay. So everybody is like making these excuses like, oh, she might be sick. And I was like, she was just tweeting that she's the villain. No, she's not sick. She's sick of them. (laughs) Like she's sick of her teammates. Yes. But like, no, I'm not buying that. So I was just like, you know, I'm I'm like, I'm not buying this. This is trash. And also like, yeah, you look like you're going to cry when you were standing up to DT. So I'm like, just, I'm just saying things. (laughs) Yeah. So I understood the block, but I'm now blocked because I'm like, this is trash. Like you can't be a villain from a locked account. Like, I don't even know what was going on here. No, she's not sick. Like everybody, let's just calm down with this. Yeah. Wow. And does it feel, it feels totally still tense now. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that I just want to throw in there because we we love talking about her, but uh, <clears throat> after the after Tina Charles left, right, the next game <laughs> the Mercury won, and then Sophie Cunningham is caught <laughs> on video after they win. She like goes up to the crowd. And she's like, fuck Tina Charles. <laughs> yeah. And she's like chanting it and like getting the crowd hype. What? Like, Yo. <laughs> Did she get suspended? No. no. I feel what? like that was kind of a, a sentiment because like nobody really said anything. Nobody looked shocked. They were all nobody. Laughing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so. shit. Seattle Storm versus. Phoenix Mercury is going to be a really great game because you know Tina Charles saw that video, heard that audio. <sighs> and just, it's just one team in the WNBA. Sophie's teammates are like, don't make me support her. Don't make me agree with that. That's a don't make me like They ain't going to bat for her. No. Yeah. No one is. But like going if back they're to... in the video, they will still deny their association with her. <laughs> and I would. Like, they're like clapping just... along in the back. <laughs> Yeah, no, you can't. You just can't be associated with her. Um, but the Mercury aren't doing very well, right? No, yeah. no, they kind of stink. And it yeah. it was weird because when going back to what you were saying, like when she said the thing about the All Star game, um, there was like more drama with that because when All Star rankings came out, mm-hmm. uh, it shows the fan vote, it shows the coaches vote, and it shows the players vote. And the players voted Skylar Diggins Smith fourteen at her position 
And I'm like, there's 12 teams in the league. So y'all say every, pretty much every starting guard and then like two reserves are better than her. Like that's wild. Cause she's having a really good season this year. Like she's the reason they have the few wins that they have. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then for Nygaard to say like, Oh, it's, it's a game in Chicago, but it's not all-star game if DT's not there. And then like the players voting her 14th, I'm like, she's just getting it from all angles. Like, <laughs> ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the vote was anonymous, so they couldn't even show love anonymously. Yeah. I, I, I need that leak. I need that Players' leak. votes like, are so yeah. telling. I think they're so they telling. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, and their social yeah. media. Like, I remember a couple years ago, it just seemed like, not even a couple years ago, like two summers ago, like none of the big players liked Giannis. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you just always, and I never understood what that was about. As much. I think Maybe he just- like kind of leaned into the I train by myself. I don't want I don't know new friends. Da, 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 yeah. da, and people kind of took an exception to that for some reason. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you won the title. I, I don't know. But like with Skylar, it really was like, what did she do to make everyone this mad? <laughs> I-, I need to know that. Yeah. I wonder if she's just really not fun to hang out with. That's a, that's <laughs> the vibes I'm getting. Kind of. Yeah. Like she she just keeps herself. <clears throat> she's like i got my puma money over here like i don't hey. need y'all like she she gives <laughs> off the energy i don't need you guys you peasants down here i don't need y'all that's that's the vibe she gives off. right <laughs> oh, well welcome to the WNBA drama it's fun over here Woo-hoo. you're caught up you're caught up <laughs> for the phoenix mercury only yeah uh y'all want to do other w you want to talk about Sure. Mess? Do you want to talk about? Mm, I'm trying to think if there's any other drama. I'm just, I don't know if I've actually said it on Spencer's, but I'm so happy Derek Fisher is gone. That's the <laughs> only thing I want to say. I, I feel think like that's see, very. Four times, yeah. Okay, great. great. <laughs> just want to make sure that it's out there in the world again. <laughs> Please get that on tape. <laughs> <laughs> again. And they're doing okay. They're, they're doing okay. Figure it out. I, yeah, I don't know good. why Fred won't play Kennedy Carter the minutes I feel like she deserves, but you know, good luck. <laughs> good luck. They're they're trying to figure it out. Even just talking, I've talked to both Lexi Brown and Jordan Canada recently. They're just that's what they're saying. We're trying to figure out. We are learning all new systems. Like they just. It's a whole new team. They learned a new system when training camp started. Now they're learning a whole new system under this interim head coach. And they're trying their best. That's what they're saying. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. God bless. God bless. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. On the W, what was this Asia Wilson mic'd up situation? Do you know what I'm talking about? <clears throat> what happened? I, I don't know. I, I saw on twitter the other day where somebody either asia was mic'd up for something i don't know that that's actually all i had i thought i thought you guys would be like oh i know what you guys are talking about (laughs) (laughs) the only thing that the only thing that comes to mind is when she was mic'd up talking to jackie young and she was like jackie young kind of hesitated on a shot and she Mm -hmm. didn't take a shot and asia was mic'd up saying we get paid to shoot shoot the ball <laughs> and then it was on a shirt like the next day oh, that's funny. It was like we get paid to shoot don't hesitate basically that's something about WNBA fans is that they'll turn anything into a shirt 
anything. Like, what someone says something funny and it's on a shirt the next day. <laughs> the presses are on. The printing press stays on. Stays hot. Yeah. It stays hot. There's a clown emoji shirt out there um, somewhere, and we all know what that means. Oh, absolutely. You know that there was a clown at the game the other day, right? No. Phoenix's very next game. They uh, somebody said like there was a clown like behind the Phoenix bench and they had a sign but like they couldn't read what the sign was and I was like oh that is top tier like that's how we move the game forward this is the yeah. thing <laughs> the W needs like that right the there w that's, that's, <laughs> this that's is perfect how we do it oh that is that's perfect that's amazing <laughs> actually before we move on I do want to know how you guys think Becky's doing wonderful because the Spurs are in a the Basically, when we get to the NBA side, the news is that the Spurs are, like, cashing in for the future. Mm-hmm. And I think Popovich is probably going to be done. Because I don't know why you're going to stick around, like, five more years to see this through. I don't think so. God, no. So she yeah. got I out. I mean, perfect even time. without this, yeah, like, this it just confirms that she got out and went to a great situation. Because yes. staying behind a coach, that would have been a mess. She would have just had to been, like, the martyr who deals with five years of bad yeah and we talked about that we didn't want that for her we didn't want it to be this is a new team all this pressure is on um becky hammond as a coach to turn this to the spurs around but she went to the w coaching the aces they held the they're going back and forth with the chicago sky for the number one seed um they look exciting they're shooting more threes they're playing faster they have pretty much the exact same team as last year under Bill Lambier, but they're so much better and they are so exciting. And I, that's Becky Hammond to me bringing in just that new energy. And, um, she took a couple players that like Kelsey Plum and Dierka Hamby were coming off the bench, but she made them starters as she should. And I think that also changed the dynamic, but she's doing great. I think she's probably going to win coach of the year, honestly, in her first season. Wow. I think she's in contention um, and spacing is so crazy to watch because Bill and Beer had them like playing in the phone booth. So it's like people are just like standing right next to each other, looking right in their faces when they make passes. And I'm just like, yes, use the whole floor. This is beautiful. Like they're in a slump right now, but you know, they'll figure it out. Hopefully like she's kind of shaking Chelsea Plum, like point guard, the point guard, like, Hey, I need you to calm down a little bit Mm because she's taking the whole like we get paid to shoot thing a little too like you know you you get paid to do other things too so (laughs) it's okay to do them but you know they'll figure it out I'm I'm still hopeful if I get my Gamecocks and Aces championship in a a calendar year like I'm gonna be insufferable I just want to put that out there yeah (laughs) gonna be sick of me oh absolutely yes yeah, um, the Bill and Beer thing is funny because with some players, when they're coaches, they coach exactly how you think they would because it's exactly how they were as players. And they think those things are important. And then other coaches like Steve Nash, you're like, yeah, I thought of you as a really smart point guard. And now yeah. I don't think of you as a very smart coach, so not very, not reflecting I it very well. He was just like content skateboarding and playing soccer. So when they were like, just "Oh, go, head coach," yeah, I was like, "Soccer." 
Yeah, like he's exactly how I would expect him to be a coach. Just vibes. Just vibes. Yeah. Yep. Not even orchestrating <laughs> them. Just kind of soaking just them let in. Them go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. The vibes decide. Yeah. The vibes decide. Wow. I hope he goes back to. I mean, especially after all this shit, which I guess now we can get into. What is he gonna do in all of this? Not only have the Nets. So the current situation is I kept getting worried that he was going to KD was going to get traded. But what was the promise was is obviously gone. So mm-hmm. Harden's long gone of that original picture. Now Kyrie has opted in. But the idea is that he's probably going to be traded, I guess, to the Lakers. That's the only thing that anyone is saying. That's the only like mutual he the the nets might be interested but he might be but i also don't know what the nets could possibly want from there um talking about russell westbrook and he does not deserve this no he doesn't deserve it he does not deserve it um but i do think that him and nets fans would be a good pair because nets fans are mm. way more mild right they've been used to some interesting ups and downs like he i think flourishes when people really love him for who he is. And I think maybe Nets fans could be that for him. And then KD, it feels like the minute that Kyrie opted in was like, all right, well, uh, I'd like to go. Um, Which according to, I read this report that said, actually it's not true. Like they do really want to play together and KD's like anger fuel is fueled in part by the fact that Kyrie's not happy. I don't get that at all because as grown-ups, you have to see at the end of the day if you really want to play together. Like there is a place we could play together, and it is the place we're contractually obligated to play right now. <laughs> and we yeah. could just play here, you know, together. But if they both want to leave, I also think, you know, that's really funny for Sean Marks that he <laughs> thought he orchestrated like one of the best super teams of mm, this mm, decade. Mm, mm. And then mm. it just never happened because we had a pandemic and this particular state they live in, the particular views that their players have had, player has had on vaccinations all added up to this storm of like, they will never get to see one second of what they thought they were going to be. And now Steve Nash is just there and got who's he going to coach? Yeah. And it's like super confusing from the Kevin Durant perspective for me, because I'm like, He's like, oh, I'm unhappy. Da, da, da. And I'm like, my brother in Christ, you asked for all of this. <laughs> you were the one that recruited Kyrie. Y'all were the ones that alleged, like reportedly picked Steve Nash. Y'all asked for DeAndre Jordan. So I'm like, oh, you God. got everything. Well, they went wrong. <laughs> like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, big we contract. have to talk about Kevin Durant, the GM, one of these days. Because, goodness gracious. Wait. You know, they recruited hard and like you got everything you wanted. And now you're kind of like, no, I'm like, did you not know Kyrie that well? Because like if that like if if it's somebody I want to work with, I have a general understanding of how they operate and how this Mm -hmm. can work. So I'm just like, did you not really know him as well as you thought you knew him? And now everything has hit the fan and you don't want to deal with that anymore. Because I like I get it. But like that is an interesting time for all of this to come to a hedge but it, it's still really weird because like now you have steve nash who again just wants to vibe but like at the very beginning that's what they liked about him so if he's exactly. left with the team he actually has to coach they're in trouble because he just wants to vibe spend exactly. the chore will see who who coaches today like i 
I don't know yep. what you do with that. And yeah. I don't want Russell Westbrook in that situation. Like he, he's just been through so much already. Like, please. I know. Please. He just needs peace. Maybe he's I, TLC. I agree. Yeah. I think Steve Nash fakes an injury. And he's <laughs> he's not coaching at the start of next season. Take it back to if, his later days where he's just like laying on the beach next to Chris Kamen. He, he's he's not there. I don't know if he's quitting. I don't know what he's doing, but he's coming up with some. He's cooking it up as we speak. The excuse <laughs> to not coach next season if KD and Kyrie are not with the Nets. That is that's my theory. That would be Come wild on. to go from like Jason Kidd spilling the water on the court to Steve Nash like faking an injury. That oh, I mean, he knows how to do time. it. <laughs> Especially, I mean, he likes soccer too, right? That's the the dramatics oh, and the, he's no. going to do it. Yeah, he's, he's going to pour the water he is slipping on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is the, the KDSGM thing being like super faulty. You're right. It's been really bad. And he also got like the Kenny agitation, the agitation with Kenny, who I thought was such a great coach and just seemed like he had built mm-hmm. something that was so fun out of what I definitely yeah. perceived as nothing. Um, like he, he wanted to play Jared Allen and they were like, not okay with that. And I think, I really think that that was the beginning of them not seeing eye to eye, like him, you know, Kenny and management mm-hmm. in for what, for Deandre Jordan to be put in and like, not be a good solution. It was just really weird. Certain players, maybe not as much now as then, but certain players deserve to have their ego stroked like Kevin Garnett has never come off the bench in a single game not even the last years in Minnesota like he always started and Mm. then there are players who don't deserve it like DeAndre Jordan so it's just really confusing you know you pick your battles for your friends but also pick your friends a little bit choosier you know like you said if you're gonna work with them you don't know them at all it's just yeah it's a bit weird but this is definitely his own doing Mm-hmm. DeAndre Jordan has to be like the opposite of Skylar Diggins Smith because everybody loves him and wants him to be on the team despite like not producing at all. Like he was yes. great in his role in, you know, with the Clippers, but that was like almost a decade ago. So we're watching him basically be like a shell of a big man. And everybody's still like, yes, DeAndre yeah. Jordan. That's my guy. Yeah. Gotta have it. Yes, completely. Yeah. Um, but, were you going to say something, Jordan? I, I was just going to say that he's he's in those friendships and he's accepting those contracts, but it was totally with the thought that he was not going to play. So that's why <laughs> in the playoffs when he was actually like asked and when they were putting him in, it was like, oh, I thought I was just chilling on the bench. Like, that's <laughs> what we talked about. That was the agree. Um so yeah, he's he's under the guise that he doesn't actually have to play and vibes contribute. guy. Yeah. He's just sitting there collecting a check. So yeah. don't ask him to do anything. That's that he doesn't want to do anything. That's my understanding. I don't like being asked to work at work either. Me neither. Really yeah. So I fully understand that. Yeah, I get it. I empathize. Okay, we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about um Rudy Gobert, the most valuable man in the NBA. Um, Maybe some DeJounte Murray, maybe some Knicks. Maybe a lot of Knicks. I wrote down all their point guards of the last (laughs) decade. So we'll do that when we get back. 
Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring in one place so easy because of sponsoring jobs. No other job site takes care of you like Indeed because with Indeed, you only pay if an applicant meets your must-have requirements. And Indeed's doing something no other job site has done. Now with Indeed, businesses only pay for quality applications matching the sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash spinsters to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash spinsters. Indeed.com slash spinsters. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, you guys want to talk about Gobert? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, I wrote it down. Okay. So if I were to tell you that this genuinely happened, okay, this is what the Jazz got out of this trade, which happened July 1st. So at this point, we've had a good, like, four days to really think about it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's say four, four and a half if you're – or no, three and a half. I guess there's a lot of drinking. Okay, the Jazz get a 2023 unprotected first round pick, 2025 unprotected first round pick, 2027 unprotected first round pick, 2029. So like we don't even know if the country right. at this point is going to like not have melted and crisped at the end, right? California is like essentially just a burnt pizza crust at this point. Top five protected first. Miami's like floated off the water. Miami's an island now. 2026 pick swap, number 22 pick. Oh no, they were describing Walker. Okay, Walker Kessler, Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Jared Vanderbilt, and Leandro Balmaro. So in, for all that, the Wolves get Rudy Gobert for, and they have to pay for him four years and 170 million. Um, so Rudy mm-hmm. Gobert is 30 years old. We're in 2022. I was doing the math and I was like, well, 2024. So that's not, but then we're not, I'm doing this thing now where I'm like, everything starts at 2020. Not because of the pandemic, just because it's a clean number. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was thinking, I used to think about the 2000s and everyone's like, oh, 20 years ago, like the 1980s. I've kind of shifted past (laughs) doing that, but now I keep starting at 2020. I'm not ready to do that I'm sorry. Four years, which is fine. I mean- you're on your own journey. But four <laughs> years from now isn't even 2024. It's 2026. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. 34-year-old I... Rudy Gobert? Mm-mm-mm. My favorite part of all of this is Patrick Beverly. All of the celebration, all of the tweets, all of the trash talk and you got lumped in with a 2029 <laughs> pick. Like, they do not care about you. And it was it was so easy just to throw him in, and that, that was my favorite part. But there's no way that Rudy Gobert magically becomes this wonderful offensive threat that Minnesota needs him. And I just don't know him next to Cat. Like, is that a good idea? Is that a bad idea that 
that feels like what we're going back to the Bill and Beer talk. Like they're just going to be standing next to each other in the paint. I don't see that what? working at all. I mean, okay, so admittedly, I didn't watch a ton of Minnesota Timberwolves games because who willingly does that? But wouldn't Cat be more of like a stretch four and like they try and utilize him in that? So like in that sense, I feel like it can't be the absolute worst thing possible ever to happen to society. Because like, you know, if you get some offensive production out of Patrick Beverly, then, you know, you might be able to make something shake and figure some things out. I just... I hope he gets his, um, you know, his his play-in ring, you know, when they won their championship, uh, you know, after winning the play-in game. I, I hope they send it to him and, you know, at least thank him for his service in that manner. <laughs> He's an all-timer of, like, incredibly year after year puts his life on the line for these teams. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. literally, like, gets a tattoo. Like, I don't know this for a fact, but I just feel like I know it. He gets, like, some kind of tattoo you can never cover up. It's too distinct. And then he gets traded. Like, it's nothing. But that's just how he, I think, self-motivates. So that's, you know, whatever. I think they work together fine. I don't think it's a a huge crisis because you've got, in, in one way, it is a puzzle piece, sort of, right? Like, if in the most elementary, let's boil down the wolves. Like, Kat has so many skills outside. Rudy does not. Rudy can do a couple things on offense and they all happen right here. You can put cat outside, right? And then let's go to the reverse. Reverse defensively, like you really would, you want Rudy inside and he's gonna be able to um, take the heat that Cat's always got for not being able to fill that role. And however, (laughs) we've seen some shortcomings with Rudy Gobert Mm-hmm. over his career and that have never held stronger than more recently. And so I don't know like exactly, I don't think the plan is for those to ever get better, or be absolved, but he should not be asked to defend outside. He just shouldn't. And I do think that it was an inaccurate portrayal of maybe what he possibly could do the last uh, jazz series because his teammates were not helping him. Like Donovan Mitchell was like, I'm not a two-way player today. So you can worry about (laughs) the perimeter. Yeah, like nobody was really helping him. So I don't think it was the best reflection of Rudy, but you you want him in to handle the big men who are coming inside. You want him to handle the the pressure that's coming inside. Great. Mm -hmm. Minnesota, my question to you is, what the fuck are you going to do everywhere else? Like for this to work (laughs) and be a complimentary piece, Rudy Gobert coming to Minnesota – I don't really have objections with until you show the list of returns because the thing is like, that's a a great puzzle piece, but that's like one piece. There's still this whole side of the puzzle has not even been done. Are you waiting? Are you saying that you think Anthony is going to be ready to play to this caliber that you've invested in Rudy for the next, however many years, like right away? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. And if he's not, because he's the most important player on this team, what are you getting for all of this? The first round of the playoffs, which you've just come out of? Like, it's just that it's way, 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 way too much. It's way too much because Rudy Gobert is never going to fix a team. That's yeah. the whole, that was my whole argument for if you do you trade Donovan or do you trade him? I don't think either of them really you can build a team around. That's why I was like team trade both. But Rudy Gobert is not going to – he's a difference maker, but he's not the item. 
And right now they've traded like he's the item. So I just don't think it makes sense. They're going to have a lot of perimeter issues um, defensively, especially yes. without uh, Patrick Beverly. And yeah, I just don't think it's a good idea. Maybe by like some, you know, you can never tell. Sometimes there's friend groups and you're like, I can't believe you guys are all friends. You all really care. <laughs> like she's so offensive, you know? And like, she just says shit that's like, inappropriate but for some reason these two don't kill each other right maybe that's D'Lo <laughs> and Rudy Gobert maybe they're like really good friends I don't know like maybe they all click oh, and they've all gosh. got a humor that I don't quite understand like I don't think Kat's funny and I don't think Gobert's funny so maybe they are funny to each other <laughs> double negatives cancel each other out exactly yeah maybe they're both like I'm so misunderstood but you know what I mean and they bond over that they're just um, in a group chat sending each other the worst memes you could like the, yeah, one so we get absolute crickets everywhere else yeah exactly yeah, yeah. DM each other laughing. fuck Jerry memes yeah and they like actually participate in the group chat yeah exactly so maybe that's them and this all clicks to me not enough like there's just not enough I'm not actually worried about the fit I think that we're gonna see an instant improvement actually like in the wolves mm. we're gonna see them be efficient in ways they never were before but it's not going to take them far enough. And you've, congratulations, just traded away your future, your entire future, everything you've got. What else can you give away at this point? D'Angelo Russell? For what? And even if you do, how are you going to trade up? You don't have any picks to package with him. You don't have any, like, role players to package with him. So mm. I yeah. was shocked. When I saw the number of picks, even <laughs> when I saw the players, because the first Woj tweet was just the players that they were getting traded. So Beasley... Beverly Vanderbilt I was like oh that's interesting like that is interesting you know think whatever and some picks okay let's see like what pick thinking like I don't know maybe like two maybe two yeah. first rounders it just says multiple first round yeah picks. and then mm -hmm. when like all the picks came out I just like I we were just talking about how annoying draft grades are and how annoying like grading everything the minute after it happens is because people are consistently wrong, like just all the time and overreact. But this is a bad trade. This is really bad. And it's they all going to blow up in their face for Minnesota even more when Anthony Edwards quits basketball and becomes an actor. Mm -hmm. And then they're just going to be like, well, he that did. was that was a part of that was a part of the future, and now that's gone too. Let's make a bet right here, right now, twenty July fifth, twenty twenty two. Who asks out of that team first? <sighs> I think it's Anthony Edwards. I think so too. I think Ant too, because it's like he's had to kind of pump Cat up, and now he's got to like defend. Like Gobert is his teammate, so he has some sort of obligation, even professionally, and that's it. It might just be too much. <laughs> and yeah, Ant has some yeah. hilarious quotes about Gobert already. Does he? Oh yeah. From 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 when they were against each other. Do you have them? Yeah, it's and hold on. And he's not gonna switch up. No, no. He's gonna be like, I, I meant every word of that. It's just yes. he's on my team now, and I love that. <laughs> He will not switch up. Yeah, I, I think it's Antu because, you know, he hasn't – he was drafted by the Timberwolves. He's like, I've been here long enough. I don't want to go through another bad spell, and he asks out. He wants to see what else is out there on, on in the NBA sphere, so he wants to get out first. 
D-Lo has already seen what's out there. Cat, <laughs> he keeps signing <laughs> extensions. He doesn't want to go anywhere else. But Ant, yeah, I see him wanting that. Here's here's the quote. To me, the best rim protector in the league is Porzingis. Anytime I go against Porzingis, I don't get no layups. I don't get uh, I don't get why we couldn't finish on Rudy Gobert. He puts no fear in my heart. I remember that. <laughs> I like it. It's a tr- it's a true statement. Right, yeah. he, true statement. he means that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he puts no fear in my heart. It's just tough. Ooh, that's also, gonna be a fun uh, first day of practice. Another oh, thing. Had a, oh, sorry. oh, well, one thing about the Timberwolves that I think is fascinating is they now have accumulated some of the brokest looking jump shots uh, 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 in the NBA. Like, if you look at D'Lo, I know it goes in and uh, Gobert and Towns. It's like if you looked at that, you would be like, "Well, these guys have never." Uh, you know, been taught, bend elbow, whatever, <laughs> follow through. They, they, uh, they, they really sling it. So that's good. Maybe that's that's good. Yeah, yeah. that's what you want. They're that's all together. Yeah. yeah. Who was that player the Wolves used to have like 2012? Oh, who had the goofiest shot? Oh. Do you know who I'm talking I about? Do. He like was on the Rockets. Out and. I don't know. I'll think about it. What were you going to say, Johnny? I was just having a little bit of a crisis because the 2029 pick was born in like 2010. So all, automatically, I think this whole trade is just stupid. Because <laughs> <laughs> why did that happen? That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. It's like a 12-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably like a meaningless. sixth grader. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, there's some wild AAU parent that's like that's gonna be you drilling their their <laughs> son just, in practice right now you <laughs> just 12. got traded to the tra- the jazz <laughs> <laughs> so um you guys saw Brian Windhorst thing right Kevin Martin yep that's him Kevin Martin God oh, bless yes, him and his yes. arms his little <laughs> arms former Kings superstar yeah. um have you guys you saw the Brian Windhorst thing right where he's doing Yes. Now why? Now why? <laughs> okay, so obviously I think what he's hinting at is that this is a perfect setup for a blockbuster trade, right? <laughs> You've got multiple picks now that the Jazz have. You've got a bunch of role players who could be doled out to, to different teams if another recipient wants to bring them in and then even trade those for more. You've got um, Danny Ainge at the helm. Um, who also orchestrated a huge trade with Boston mm-hmm. or with the Nets, sorry, when he was with Boston. So obviously what he was getting at for two minutes, <laughs> the quietest two minutes I've ever heard on first take. I know everyone said that, that but I was just yes. amazed. Like not one person said they were all just hanging on, you know, Every trying word. to figure it out. <laughs> And, so, and I like somebody piped in and offered a solution. He said, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I think obviously what he's saying is that Kev, there's space for Kevin Durant there. They can make it work for Kevin Durant to go there and play with Donovan Mitchell, which would be Ugh. very fucking funny because then we could never say this thing we always say, which is like players only want to go to Miami and L.A. and sometimes yeah. New York. 
Like that could never be said anymore because you've picked the one team that's the butt end of every location joke. <laughs> like there is not a team that catches more shit just for simply being where it is than the Utah Jazz. Yes. <laughs> so yep. we could never say that ever again. I also just, I'm curious, like that would tell me so much about Kevin Durant in a way that I don't know if I can quite vocalize. Does that make sense? That like he would really do that? Cozy Utah. What yeah. is it all about? Yeah, exactly. I'm just a little bit like, what is what is driving you here? Is it mm. to win? Question mark. Like I, I just I yeah. don't know what what exactly drives you as a person. I don't. I need to reread that massive profile that was about him and the shells and something, Maryland. <laughs> you guys remember yeah. that? It was like a big metaphor. <laughs> I I have so many questions about Kevin Durant and what he's looking for in life, in a team, in friends, as we talked about. So I I don't know if if Donovan Mitchell is that piece that's going to get him another ring. I think that's the first thing on the checklist. Can this, the other star player, get me a championship ring? I don't think that's Donovan Mitchell. So on top of that, you're going to Utah. But I can see D. Wade trying to convince him of something and telling him about good restaurants in Utah or something. But... <laughs> I, I don't see that being the, the deal breaker. I literally just remember my conspiracy theory about the NBA pumping up Utah. Do you remember this? Was I saying this on a podcast or did I just call one of you and say this one day? Okay, basically, I think that, you know how the NBA inserted Brian Colangelo to the Sixers? Both Colangelos? Mm-hmm. Like, really, the league didn't have a choice and it was just, or the, the teams didn't have a choice. It was just like, the league said we're going to fix this. All-star game. This coming year. Isn't it in Utah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade. Why would he... Yeah, why would he be that? involved in Utah? <laughs> Under what scenario the- would you become involved in Utah? <laughs> no. <laughs> Listen, no, but really hear me out. Why the fuck would you just randomly... No one ever answered that question. He was. He said something dumb that like literally flew in one year and out the other. I had no idea what he was talking. Why would you be in Utah, of all the places you could go be advisor or whatever? What about Chicago? They need advising. What's he doing? I don't. I honestly don't even know what he's doing with the team. He owns part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Why Utah? Right. So my original thing was like, this is a a plant by Adam Silver. Some for there's some Utah agenda. I don't know. Now we know also that the All-Star game is going to be there. I don't know why I'm making All-Star game and Dwayne Wade kiss, but (laughs) they're both there. And now Kevin Durant goes to Utah? This is not right. I'm sorry. This is not the league I grew up knowing. Like, shit's changing, and I smell a plant. I smell involvement. And that's all I'm going to say. That's not natural for a free agent. Not a free agent, but somebody who's saying, I want to demand a trade to say Utah is a possibility. That's just not natural. <laughs> I'm sorry. It feels like like when they say like mattress firm is like a money laundering. Yeah. Like I, I, that's, that's the vibes I'm getting. Mm-hmm. But maybe he said Utah to like throw him off our trip, throw us off his trail. Cause like first he was like, oh, I'm going to go to either Phoenix 
or Miami, and everybody was like the two number one seeds in both conferences. So he was like, <laughs> I mean, and Utah, and Utah, you know. <laughs> that's no, that's a really region. good point. And then, oh my God, my favorite part of this whole Kevin Durant thing is when people on Twitter started making the legitimate case that the best possible trade package for him exists in Golden State. Yes. I was going to say, Harry, that was all over my feed that he's been in talks with the all-stars of Golden State of a possible return. Oh, oh my God! Him coming back to Golden State, I throw it all away. Like we, all of that drama of him leaving everything in 2019, and then he just comes back. I laughed myself into a coma because, like, I just watched the clip again of the uh, 2018 parade where they just randomly started firing off on him, the owners, and I was just like, God dang, they really did not like him like that. Yeah, exactly. That would be, uh, I don't even, I don't even know how to describe. That'd be so funny. I was gonna say that was like when Justin Timberlake came back and did a second like Super Bowl appearance, appearance. Because the first one, like everybody didn't place the blame on him in the moment, and so in retrospect, it's like the opposite kind of with Katie. Everyone was like really pissed at him, and then I think people have had a reckoning. Some people where they're like, you know what, he could do what he wanted to do. He just wanted to win, and like good for him. Metaphor with JT is falling apart as I'm saying it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like you, you're coming back like, somewhere under very different circumstances and a little bit owning it. But I still think that's a little bit his nightmare. Yeah. Um, because you wanted to move on so you could win by yourself. And if you go back, you have no option right. but to win with them again. Like you guys are obviously going to win everything. And, and it forever. fell apart. How it fell apart of him going off and wanting to win again. And it just completely blew up in his face. Now he's like crawling back to Golden State. That's not a good look. I don't yeah. think he wants that. That's what I'm saying. Like Draymond is still there. So that. <laughs> yes. That is the worst possible scenario because the person that said we didn't even need you in the first place, who also yeah. called you in the first place, was gonna be there when you get back. Oh like, yeah. I would just retire. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Just go live in the Himalayas. That's that's not the life I would live. But yeah. you know, God bless. Can you imagine there's just like sightings like 15 years from now, like Kevin Durant went off the grid and like somebody's just <laughs> on vacation. They're doing like one of those like farm kind of like stay things where you stay for two months, you help on the farm and they just see this like guy and they're like, is that guy six foot seven? They're like, no, he's seven foot actually. And he's, he's farming those sheep over there. The future that Kyrie wants. That's exactly. Yeah. Uh, That's yeah. Okay. Katie... Well, oh, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was uh, I was about to change to to Dejounte. So well, if KD um, comes to the Warriors, we will have assembled f- four of the top six NBA podcasts, <laughs> NBA player podcasts. With yeah, uh, uh, it's a media company. Yeah, yeah, we might have to start <laughs> at looking point. at the Golden State Warriors <laughs> as a. Uh, yeah. conglomerate. Yeah, the Warriors sort of uh, meet the, at the intersection of sports and pop culture. Oh my goodness! <laughs> what about tech? <laughs> oh, and a little bit, yeah, a little bit of tech. Like a dollar. Uh, oh, okay. Um, all right. Do you guys want to talk about Dejounte, or do you want to talk about Jalen Brunson? I think Brunson is more a little more funny. exciting because we're going yeah. into conspiracy, and I just saw this. Uh, 
this thing on Twitter that said that the Knicks are probably going to get fined for tampering, which I'm like, yeah, obviously. They should have <laughs> just waited. You know, I just don't understand why you know you're going to be able to do it. You've got so many things to support it. You know, I think maybe it's just a little insecurity thing of like, I want everyone to stop making fun of me for unloading everything valuable on draft day <laughs> so I can sign someone who Jay kind of just it. got real shiny in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> yeah. But look, the Knicks got their man, and that's not something I've ever been able to say about them. So, But it's Jalen Brunson. Like, I want everyone to stop making fun of me, so let me go tamper for a hot-at-the-moment role player. Like He did his thing, for sure. Mm-hmm. He deserves to get paid, for sure. But I can't even tell you the the forecast for his future because like it's Jalen Brunson. I don't know. So I mean, good luck. It's just funny, like you tampered for Jalen Brunson. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. And not but even- again, if you ask a Kings fan, they're like, "This is the Messiah. Like, he is, this is the second coming yeah. of <laughs> Michael Jordan that we got." And he is that right now. He's looking like that right now. But is he everything that they need? Question mark. (laughs) Don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see. Yeah. (laughs) Everything that they need is a little bit. I don't know that that is going to be. They need a lot. Yeah. Person. But yeah, I mean, the actual analysis of him is exactly what you guys just said. Go watch the playoff series where Luca was out and that's you'll get a hint of what he could become like the mm-hmm. upside and uh there you go that's like all you need to yeah hopefully he shoots more and better threes than he did um playing with luca so i don't know yeah um actually no his he shot better three wise when luca was on the floor because he was such a distraction so there's not gonna be nearly as many distractions um right. or space. i was gonna say who's the luca on the knicks it hits him. Yeah. Julius Randall or we, we Yeah, literally. Okay. Julius Randall like only on odd days of the calendar. Like he's so inconsistent. <laughs> yeah. Like, at least when the Lakers Photoshop people, they get big free agents. The Knicks are just <laughs> well, I was talking to my friend Sam about that. <laughs> on one hand, what do I always do? Make fun of the Knicks for setting their sights too large. Harry, what's the saying about the eyes and the stomach? Their eyes are bigger than their stomach. Yeah. yeah. Too big for their stomach. Exactly. Yeah. Like they think that they're able to sign, you know, we're always making fun of them. Like you really thought you could get LeBron. You really thought you could get Kyrie. You really thought you could get KD. And then they set inappropriate sites, you know, (laughs) so maybe, maybe, and they really locked everything in place. Like they were like 100% sure that they could get this guy. Leon Rose, president of the Knicks, son is literally Jalen Brunson's agent. <laughs> and then they also, oh, the Knicks wow. hired Jalen Brunson's dad. Jalen Brunson's dad, who just a couple months ago was talking in we sentences about what they're going to do. We'll have to see after the end of the season. Like, we, we, we. So, like, all of a sudden you're putting one in the same. There's just two, the familial relations, like, they really ensured it. They were like, you know what? No one's going to be able to make fun of us this time. We are getting him. It's just the him. <laughs> That's the actual problem. <laughs> like imagine going from like the story playoff runs of Patrick Ewing to yes, you got Jalen Brunson. Like, yeah. this, this is your history now. This is where you are as a franchise. 
Yeah. I I wish the best for Jalen Brunson. I feel like he was really showing out what he could do mm-hmm. for a he he went into every game like I'm trying to get paid. Like that was his mindset and I commend him for that and he did get paid. I just feel like the history which Haley I think you're going to talk about the history of Knicks point guards and especially what just happened to Kemba just makes me cringe even if I'm if I'm the player I'm like yes I'm getting paid I'm so excited this is what I'm doing but I'm going to a team where I feel like my demise is automatic just <laughs> as a point guard <laughs> it's, it's yes. like automatically gonna fall so that's a, that's the hard part even more on top of the Knicks saying that this is their guy but Jalen Brunson saying this is my team like but it's the bag so yeah, yeah, good for him. Honest, yeah, good for him. No problems with him. He gets to live in New York. He's mm-hmm. gonna have a good time, you know. Um, but there is New Jersey, right? Yeah, there All is right. a, a definite like list of even if you were not the starting point guard, you are a point guard. If you've arrived in New York City and you're playing point guard, basically, what has happened historically <laughs> is that you got drafted probably pretty high. Probably to like the Magic or maybe, you know, like the Kings, a team that's always going to be high, right? Mm. Played for like two years there. It just wasn't working out. Like people thought you were you were pretty good, but, you know, because of the team situation, you never really could flourish, could show what you could do. You get traded on a deal that definitely looks like you're not good out of there. Somewhere like bigger market, maybe not thriving, like let's say Houston. Houston's a big place for for players to pass through. Mm-hmm. Then you stink. You just suck, you know? And you've been there. You're there for like two years. It feels like way longer. And people are like, man, I remember your name. Draft night. We are so excited about you. Then you sign with the Knicks. That's how it always happens. Here's a list. Okay. Every Knicks starting point guard on opening night since 2009. This was actually made last year by a man named Tommy Beer. I'm taking this from his Twitter. Um, so this is, yeah, okay. 2009, <laughs> Chris Duhon, okay. <clears throat> um, Duke. Okay, 2010, Ray Felton. 2011, mm. Tony Douglas. 2012. Maybe the best one. Like, Ray Felton and then yeah. repeats in 2012. And the weight that that repeated weight <laughs> Felton yeah. took. Yeah. Coming back around, yeah. That entry yeah. holds more weight than anyone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would initially assume. Um, 2013, Pablo Prigioni. <laughs> that was that was a time. That was definitely a time. <sighs> 2014, Shane Larkin. 2015, Jose Calderon. Mm. Um, yeah. 2016, Derek Rose. 2017, Ramon Sessions. Okay. He blocked LeBron once. He blocked LeBron once. Okay. Okay. 2018, Ooh. Trey Burke. 2019, Alonzo Trier. 2020, Alfred Payton. 2021, Kemba Walker. So oh. now, not only are we getting to a place where we're realizing that these guys aren't that good to start with, this is a place where you go for your point guard abilities to just kind of crumble like blue cheese all the way like you will be a starting point guard and then you are no longer on the team like there's no repeats yeah that's tough yeah well, besides about 
but it was not back-to-back <laughs> years. Anyway. No, but to your point, like, there's no repeats. One of the follow-ups from that tweet to a second one was that over the past 15 years, again, this is last year, from 2005 to 2006 season through 2021 season, the Knicks franchise leader in total assists is Carmelo. A little, I mean... Of course, the initial Hell grain yeah. of salt is like, yes, because nobody's repeated. But it's like, yes, nobody's repeated. That's bad. <laughs> so <laughs> that's somewhere kind of like, the point. Yes. <laughs> Get a win. <laughs> yeah, Melo's like, I'm extremely selfless. And that's all despite the fact that Melo hadn't played there since 2017. Right. So those last four years, like, he wasn't even on the court to assist. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah. And you, I mean... Mm-mm-mm. That you didn't even there's like the Stefan Marbury years, the Steve Francis years. Uh, I think Sebastian Telfair had a cup of coffee with the Knicks. Like they, it, it goes farther. Yeah, mm. it's deeper. It's it's deeper and it's sadder. <laughs> it, it only gets worse the yeah. further we look back. Oh John's, man, John Starks has to be like rolling in his armchair right now. Like, what happened? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say grave, and I was like, "He died." No, I I didn't say grave because I thought that like this would be considered news, so I don't want to have you yeah. responsible for that. Smart. Smart. No, I actually think a very funny thing is when people say they're grave, like just to be funny, and then people are, yeah, but, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I like sometimes I don't know if certain people are still with yeah. us, so I'm like, yeah, it might be true. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I feel bad for him for sure. Um, but mm. he's very much alive as far as I know. Just why <laughs> You heard it here first. Yeah. John Sarks is alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, um, we're about to run out of time. Do you guys have any thoughts on DeJounte to the Hawks? Basically, the Hawks get him and Jock, which is the best first name ever of an NBA player. Um, and then the Spurs get uh, Gallinari, they, who they released, signed with Boston, which is also very interesting because they um, also got Malcolm Brogdon. The Spurs also, mm-hmm. so that basically they created space and then they got a 2023 first round pick, 2025 first round pick, 2026 first round pick swap, 2027 first round pick. So they are fully like, okay, I'm fully anticipating Pop saying he's hanging it up. Yeah, I agree with that. You don't you, no. We don't have time to see this team come into itself again. And I think Pop is this is a good place to stop. I don't know if he'll tell us. We talk about this all the time. It's just going to be a sticky note that he leaves on his office like gone fishing. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to say. But I don't think it's going to be this whole farewell tour with Pop and I think this all of these first round picks for the future that says it to me. So, yeah, I agree with that. Just, like, going back to our point about not knowing if people are still with us, you said Gallinari? <laughs> like that. He's still an NBA player. Okay, it or not. hey. <laughs> Good that, uh, Yeah. That is shocking. And then I kind of had conflicted thoughts because, like, on the one hand, like, Becky Hammond had kind of been waiting around forever to kind of see him go ahead and step away, but mm-hmm. my aces needed her. So she's in a good situation, but I, I kind of wanted to see her make the history. But 
Um, just best wishes to him because he's kind of had a rough go at life the last couple of years. So if he does, like, he has nothing else to prove. I, I would go ahead and pack it up. Yeah. Yeah. Get a new hot, like, bird bot. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go, get, go to your vineyard. You've got relax. a big Yeah, relax. Relax. Yeah. Um, he feels very tense to me as a person, as a fellow tense person. I can always <laughs> identify someone who feel, is trying to pretend everything is relaxed, but it's actually like hyper intense just all the time, <laughs> you know, clenching. Um, the other thing about the Spurs when they released um, Gallinari is that the one player who's still on their roster who's over 30 is Doug McDermott. So like they're all the way in the region. Oh wow. Doug all McDermott. I just saw a video of him at Venice Beach in Birkenstocks. He was just walking around doing nothing. Then he just pulls up to the Venice Beach courts and shoots from behind the bleachers and just drains it. And then just kept walking. It's like what <laughs> what in that's the actually world? that's my dream. Yeah, that's that's cool. my dream. So yeah, to just Venice Beach scene. Be yes. able to walk somewhere and like do something cool and then walk away. <laughs> that's like my all I have ever wanted. <laughs> if I could just have one skill, that's what I'd want. <laughs> but I would never walk in Venice Beach in Berks. That place is disgusting. So gross. Gross. Do not go to Venice out. Beach barefoot. No. Oh God. You will catch something on your feet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. The Dejounte Trey Young thing. I, great. Amazing. I can't wait. Yeah. I love Dejounte. So good. Um. The can last I thing throw, I had. Oh uh, yeah. I have, can I throw a pop conspiracy at, at mm-hmm. you guys? Please. So. Is pop bitch. Uh, yeah, he's going. <laughs> uh, oh <no>. my god. <laughs> Pop is is over his long career. He's known for a number of things, obviously winning being the first one. But two other ones are like extreme team basketball, right? Kind of ball movement, all all of that. The opposite of, say, how maybe somebody like Trey Young plays. And players who get bad when they leave his system, right? Mm -hmm. Is it possible that Pop's dying not dying but leaving his last hurrah the last thing that he wanted to do in the nba was plummet a a heliocentric offense in the hawks to like leave the stamp of team basketball on the nba so he spent the last three years like building Dejounte up creating the perfect situation for his value to be artificially increased so then he could trade Dejounte to the hawks and ruin a, a shoot first, you know, heliocentric offense, and then leave the NBA. By ruin, do you mean like fix, like make it better? Like no, it- I mean like so in this scenario, which I actually think this is the biggest flaw in my theory, is Dejounte ends up being really bad. Oh, but mm. he's not bad; he's really good. But maybe Got Pop it. has kind of like created a situation where he seems good, and then when he leaves the Spurs, he loses all his juice. Mm. Right, which has been known to happen. Which, is, which it happens. happens. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Honestly, I think he would direct that hate at the Lakers, but they're already right. terrible. So, like, <laughs> he had to, like, I could see it. He needed a new challenge. He's My like, enemy make is the already trade. The yeah. <laughs> make the trade. They're already bad. Yeah. Well, no, the Lakers, didn't the Lakers get a Spurs player, too? Um, yeah, Lonnie Walker. 
Lonnie oh, Walker. Yeah. So it could it could be reaching his. into the yeah. It could go into the Lakers too. Just make us worry. <laughs> Wait a minute. Like I, I'm seeing the vision now. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're convinced. Harry does this every single podcast. He puts out a conspiracy theory, and we just go with it. And I, I like it. I like. I it. think that works. Until you can prove otherwise, it's a forced fact. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. <laughs> Oh, that should be our cover art here. You should have everyone making the wind horse. <laughs> I was Were you that. also yeah. thinking that? Oh, wow. Okay, I think the plumber's gonna be here. I just don't wanna be recording while he... You know, have you guys ever had right. someone seeing your podcast set up and then they're gonna like, do they think I twitch? Like, do they, you know, I just don't want to... <laughs> Are we talking about if men and women can be friends or like... <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, yeah. I think that's a good place to end it. <laughs>